2: music, Music. horror, Horror. subculture, Subculture. and And overall bad-ass.
3: Welcome Welcome
2: to Kettle Kettle Whistle Whistle Radio Radio. with your Your hosts Dave Dave and and
0: Sean. (laughs) I'm not gonna
4: that season folks so are you all tired of christmas music yet i'm not i kind of like it sean where are you at with christmas music right now
1: i don't think i have actually listened to a whole lot of christmas music quite honestly I, I get burned out on christmas music pretty quick okay i think the, the only christmas music i can listen to is like um uh, you know like bing crosby or um sure. or yeah. uh andy you know yeah, Annie Williams or, or things like that.
4: How about Gene um, Autry?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, all those guys. Because I I I when I started working at an early age, I started at an Italian restaurant, and that's all they played. And I grew to appreciate <laughs> Sinatra and you know all all that stuff. And I, and that's really the only kind. All the rest of it, it you know, unless it's like Cheech and Chong Christmas or something like that, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I, I, I get pretty I get pretty bored with it really quick <laughs> what about you <laughs> oh
4: well I, I I can't go without the 12 days of Christmas from the um, the guys from strange brew of course Bob and Doug McKenzie. Um, I I let's see silent night is my favorite uh, Christmas song of course I do like the newly Deads version of that <laughs> um, you ever hear that
1: um I
4: don't think I have great uh, fun Early, you know, I, yeah, I, I heard,
1: like I remember, um, you know, back in the day, uh, Martin Atkins uh, in Invisible Records, they did a Christmas album. I don't think I ever actually heard it. Um,
4: wow, I missed that too.
1: Yeah, you, we'll, we'll, we'll both have to like check that out. I
4: totally just hit him up uh, before recording tonight, um, just to see if he had anything he wanted us to play or anything. He didn't respond. He's I don't know, he's busy as hell. I, I would love to get a response, but he knows he's welcome back. He wants to do it. He can't fit the time in but we'll have martin atkins back i know
1: he 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 has the uh the museum um that he's uh the post-punk like industrial Uh uh-huh he he has out there in um
4: chicago Chicago, yeah yeah i'm looking forward to visiting that um as far as our rock star friends um did you know that ozzy doesn't like christmas
1: no i didn't i i didn't know that
4: does it surprise you (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I was listening to his channel earlier today, and uh, he was talking to uh, the other guys in the studio, and like, I don't fucking like it. And they were like, you know, why, why? Well, Sharon bought a beautiful tree, but I'm here, and she's in fucking London. <laughs> so he's mad at Christmas because she bought a tree, and he can't see it. Uh, yeah. I that, <laughs> but, he did say Christmas is for kids, but I thought, always thought he was just one big kid like myself. So. Hell uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I have to like this time of year because my birthday is two days after it. So yeah, I was kind of born into it.
1: So you're the, what, 27th?
4: Yes. Yes, I am.
1: Uh, my mom's uh, the 28th. Oh, okay. So she can't be a bad person.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she may drive you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this has been proven well hey Captain Sexy's in the house folks, friends, and fiends welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio and it is uh, the holidays with a Z and uh, we're getting towards the end of this strange ass 2021 are you looking forward to the end of this year Sean?
1: yes I am very much any reason in particular? (laughs) (laughs) well it's just been like you said a strange year um you know it just weird yes well there, were, there were, i think there were a lot of things we that you know i personally look forward to this year that um you know uh that you know whether it be like a concert or you know an event like that that you know ultimately got canceled um you know there was one that we were supposed to go through together uh the faith no more concert no, and, uh,
4: yeah you
1: know, just things like mm. obviously keep getting pushed off and you know it, even uh our our new friends and spotlights they just canceled their um east coast tour that would have kicked off in january beginning of january it's so funny.
4: yeah you should bring them up at pacac records mike patton so we did the full circle there <laughs> and that was a great episode guys and i think that might have been uh, uh probably one of sean's favorites too this year
1: i think so i, I mean i like that band a lot i thought they were great people and um you know, I, I that's uh, that's kind of a, a vein of music that I, I really appreciate uh, the type of music that they made. So.
4: Right. Right. Um, yeah. And I j- actually just um, I hit him up uh, not too long ago. Uh, Mario Quintero. Um, just. <laughs> well, I'll give it away. I was trying to get you a Spotlights T-shirt for Christmas as well as myself. And um, he they're completely sold out there. I couldn't get you anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, he told he told us, you know, when we interviewed him that they don't really keep an inventory once when they go on tour, they they sell it out. It, it ends up selling out. And then, they don't, you know, of course, they would have made more for that January tour. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, that, you know, that we'll get to see them live. And uh, yeah, I do appreciate, you know, for the bands that I like, I do appreciate having one of their <laughs> shirts. So
4: heard a little commentary in the background there. Which dog was that?
1: Well, that's one of three. That's our oldest. That's Tori. Sometimes you'll hear hear a little uh, a little whimper out of her. <laughs> she's uh, she's twelve years old. She's a Lhasa Apso, and uh, um, and then we have two other dogs. I have a min- miniature pincher. a minpin, His name's um, uh, Jackson, but we call him Captain Jack.
4: Nice. Uh, right. Amy
1: has a uh, a black Jeep Wrangler, and uh, we call it the uh, Black Pearl, so anytime we drive, (laughs) he's usually in my lap, and he's got his hands on his steering wheel, just like Dad, and he's, you know, captaining the ship. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we have our our little spicy chihuahua. Her name is Maisie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they're they're both resting right now next to me, and uh, I'm sure that people will get to hear them on this episode. Something will probably stir them up and make them bark, so... (laughs)
4: Well, we're gonna come back. We're gonna uh, we we do like to play uh, some new music uh, at the end of the year here. Some things that hit us along the way. Some things that are brand new, and uh, some things that are just playing new for us as far as style on these airwaves too. Like this next band uh, coming up. Uh, I, I've played some pop punk in the past, and I have had some cool stuff with uh, like uh, my, my buddy Brody. Um, however, uh, this is Hello Noon. Uh, they are a Los Angeles band, alt folk rock band. And uh, they, uh, this is a song, The Other Team. I, I should probably read to you what they have to say about themselves because it is kind of interesting. But um, I don't know. Let's see here. But pop, folk, punk, alt, rock. There's so much going on here. But all right. Hello Noon is a Los Angeles-based alternative folk rock band. Our mission is to spread joy. We hope to create a positive message through our energy to combat the pessimism pesi- in our media and communicate the social change we wish to see in the world and it's actually pretty clear when you listen to the tune all right so this is the other team by hello noon and we're gonna get right back to you where sean may uh brief us on the matrix revolution i think it is that just came out all right we'll get right back to you folks thanks
2: so well choose what we feed ourselves they tell us what we need to hear to dominate our lives with fear can we listen to the other team find the line that's in between I think we want the same thing, same thing You're reaching out Beyond everything they shout Young ones, we are free to change Forget the rules of the game So everything is up to you And every single thing you do We've got a lot of work to do Work to do, work to do
4: Folks, that was hello noon, and the other team. Right now, uh, we're gonna talk Matrix Revelations, revolutions, and apparently the correct <laughs> the correct title because uh, I didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> Captain Sexy, what, what are we talking here?
1: Well, uh, it you know it came out in theaters and it uh, did and uh, oh, on HBO Max, yeah, on uh, the twenty second the twenty second of December. Oh. which... Uh, you know, which was actually yesterday in terms of this podcast, but um, wh- by the time that uh, our listeners hear this, it'll probably be a few days later. So, but um, the, uh, the, 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 mo- I'd say this about the movie. I really enjoyed it. And I always like to make up my own mind about a film. And I don't like, I don't like to feel like I was influenced or, or in any way to see something or not see something. And, um, but, You know, I thought, here's what I think about the Matrix series itself. I think the first movie was the definitive Matrix movie. I felt very much that it was a standalone movie that didn't really need the two sequels that came already.
4: I agree with that.
1: But, -hmm. but, however, I do like, especially the second movie, I like it very much. And the third movie, I, 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 I probably like... 70% of the movie. I I really like it. Um, as a series, I thought it was, you know, very, (laughs) it was a mind bender for sure. Um, and I think that this new movie just continues that, but they, they definitely went the, um, they definitely went the, uh, sort of the, uh, star Wars. Um, uh, what was the, the first movie in the new series? Um,
4: force awakens
1: the force awakens they definitely sort of went that route a little bit with it um, where it was it was I I really don't want to give anything away because I thought it was really cool I thought it was really cool what they did or how they did it Um, there there there's some things that that uh, I think Dave once you see it we'll we'll be able to talk about it a lot more clearly But I, I definitely think it was a great film it was a fun film and um i really enjoyed it a lot so i think i think people should definitely
4: see it i'm going to give something up here i am not a fan of the matrix um i felt beat down by the two sequels when i didn't need it just like you said but then yes i did enjoy watching them but i never went back and uh, rewatched them guilty i um i I think maybe i I need to
1: yeah, I, I probably personally wouldn't watch two or three again. I definitely would watch the first movie again. Yeah. Um, you know, I here's here's what I, I think. You know, at the end of the second film, um, I I thought the third film was going to go a different direction than it did, uh. based on the way that the, the the second film ended, um, you know, which was a great film, but uh, anyway.
4: Well, you see, I I waste my time with quality films like 70s Schlockfest, Savage Weekend. And the only reason why I watched this thing, and this is like, you know, as slashers they get in the 70s. And uh, the epitome of slashers, really. But this even has some twists to it. But it's a 70s one founded on Shudder. I think it was on Shudder or Prime. The only reason I watched it, well, two reasons. Uh, William Sanderson is in it. And if you remember him, he is Larry (laughs) from Newhart. He has uh, his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, because he was in it and he he looks like a a raging lunatic i had to watch it and ended up being worth it because i could not call the ending on this it's like 77 or 79 in that realm and it actually had some weird twists toward the end and uh kathleen haney was in it who of course she was in he knows you are alone which was great suspense flick with tom hanks in it i believe his first if not one of his first films and she was also in Tales of the Gold Monkey. Did you miss that show, or were you around for that? I missed that. You missed that. That was like in the height of Indiana Jonesism. They tried to get a series on TV that was similar, but not quite, and it, it held up for a little while. Uh, one thing we could both say we watched was the Tomorrow Wars. Chris Pratt.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I you know, I actually, I, I actually enjoyed that film. I yeah. thought it was good. I, what were your thoughts?
4: Good in the Starship Troopers kind of way, but not as good as Starship Troopers. Um, I didn't like the no training, uh, sending just anyone to battle without even learning how to shoot a gun. Uh, you know, I I had a little problem with that. Uh, and the only reason why certain people were able to survive is because they had some previous military training. Um,
1: well, little... I think there's got to be a director's cut of that film because there's yeah. obvious there's obvious cuts in the storyline where some things don't quite fit. Yeah. They don't quite fit. And, um, I thought that there's a, there's another movie that I thought sort of, you know, I agree with the starship troopers. Um, but there, uh, there was another, um, film, uh, you know, it was a different sort of, uh, like a sci-fi fantasy genre film. It was called, it was a Jim Caviezel film. Um, Struggling to remember the name, but it was, uh, you know, it was another, you know, an alien oh. uh, that, that came with him to the Viking era. Oh, wow. And um, that's actually a really good film. I'm going to look that up on our next break. That way I can. Yeah, cool. cool. You, you definitely need to see that film because that's a great film.
4: All right. Yeah, get that Get that title for me. Um, I'm going to venture to tell you. Let's see. A uh, couple of headlines I came across here. Uh, did you realize uh, Pittsburgh pizza hit number two in the U.S. according to The Times? No. Uh-uh. And that would be The Beaver Times. <laughs> were there with The Beaver Times? <laughs> yeah, I, I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So moving past that, Pittsburgh does not hold second place. <laughs> anyway, um, did Luckily. you hear, did you hear about Danny Carey, uh, you know, tools drummer had a little bit of a problem, a little scuffle at the airport.
1: Well, well, first off, I didn't know that Danny Carey grew up in like Lawrence, Kansas and, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is where our friends from Godzilla are from. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was at, a uh, I think he was at his alma mater or something like that, and he was uh, playing drums with uh, the, uh, I don't know, what was it, the marching band or or some kind of band, school band. And um, mm-hmm. then he was going to fly back to California, I guess, and got into uh, some kind of altercation at the airport and was uh, arrested on a misdemeanor charge, I think, right? Uh, yeah.
4: yeah, apparently with a security guard at Kansas City Airport. Uh, to the fine of $13,900.
1: Well, I'm sure Mr. Carey can afford it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I just wonder what set him off. I'd like to know. I mean, was it like, did he have some <laughs> crazy drumsticks? <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, let's see here. Um. Oh, then there, uh, KDK had a report. It's a local, local. well, actually, the, the first radio station in America, folks, KDK. KDK reports that there was footage of a Pittsburgh firefighter uh, turned elf, and starting impromptu pillow fights on the streets of downtown. Have you seen this?
1: I have not even heard about that. Yes.
4: <laughs> you can look up Pittsburgh firefighter turned elf on YouTube, and sure enough, you will see um, a, a firefighter dressed like an elf beating the crap out of people with a pillow. And they do fight back. They get a pillow to fight back with.
1: <laughs>
4: Doesn't that sound <laughs> it <just> dangerous? Like- <laughs>
1: Is this like a like something that's like off the cuff or was it like pre-staged
4: or I'm pretty sure you know that they, they didn't explain that. I just saw the video and then the little blurb. So maybe they got a little more into it. I don't I doubt he was doing it for charity. He probably should have been. <laughs> 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 I mean, you could really incite somebody like that. And yeah. last but not least in our Christmas section of the show, <laughs> in uh Washington, PA, uh, there is a Christmas story display that features a 20-foot leg lamp. They have a giant leg lamp in their front yard, and there you have it. That is takes this the cake. a leg lamp from the Christmas story? I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, it just really defeats the part. Uh Yeah, I, I saw it. Actually, is the leg lamp? Yes, but that's that. And that, I wonder that's wonder how many
1: people a... <laughs> they have walking up to it and touching it and looking up and like.
4: Ah. (laughs) oh probably every other picture all right well (laughs) no shit oh man but yeah that's actually uh i i have to watch it in its entirety tonight i haven't seen it this year yet so uh that's and i but believe it or not i actually have a a goose in the oven (laughs) really yeah yeah we decided to have a christmas story night i don't know why I don't know why. But, um, okay, but right now, um, we're going to have a previous guest, Emily S. Pitcher. Her band, The New Up, with her, her buddy, Noah Reed. Uh, he did not come on the show, but we're going to get him as well next time. But Emily S. Pitcher was a great interview. One of my favorite shows of this past year, uh, towards the end of the year, actually, too. I uh, interviewed her. Um, they Let's see, The New Up, they're considered Alt-Electro Rock. Um, this is what they say on their Facebook page. Alt-Electro Rock... Two Evolve, Two Rebels, For Kindness and Connection, Sage, For Self and Inner Wisdom. And then this hashtag, Rebel Sage, is how you can uh, follow that, them as well as their band hashtag. But uh, yeah, San Francisco, The New Up, you can find them at thenewup.com if you like what you hear. Black Swan, this is what we're going to play off of, Tiny Mirrors. Great video. And uh, again, check out my interview with her. And uh, It's episode 249. And Emily is definitely one of my new favorite people. You got to listen to that one. I know you didn't chime in on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought.
1: Uh,
4: <laughs> sorry. Are you sure? I had.
1: I. I was having a swig of bourbon. So oh yeah. well, good That's for fine.
4: you. Good for you. I good for you. <laughs> I, I got my. I got my uh, English black tea with honey tonight. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, spikeable. But let's see here. No, I actually was good. I didn't spike it tonight. Um. Do you have a a preferable song by them? Because I'm just going to play Black Swan.
1: No, I I think that's a great track. I definitely want our listeners to hear that.
4: All right. Well, if you like what you hear, folks, go to thenewup.com. All right. And uh, enjoy the video, too, on YouTube. friends and fiends I hope you like that one we had Emily as Pitcher on episode 249 if you want to check her out she's from the new up and we're right back here with Captain Sexy and we were talking about some stuff off the air some things we were watching now The Expanse I know you were watching it I'm only on the fifth season and I didn't finish it so I don't know where you are with The Expanse on Prime
1: yeah I'm about on episode two or three of uh, season four um i i like i was telling you off air i i watched the first three seasons right and kind of blew through them really quick because i really i i think it's one of the greatest sci-fi um space sort of drama shows ever created i to be honest with you Mm -hmm. go ahead i didn't i I didn't want to i didn't want to i think season four and five were out at the time that i was watching season one through three and i um i i felt very strongly that i should pause hmm. and um <laughs> you know go enjoy something else before i you know just totally ripped through all of the expanse and um mm-hmm. and so i i just recently came back to it and started watching season four and you know it's it's great it's a, it's, that's uh, actually a
4: great how you enticed me to watch it that and uh, and bob uh hoagland um the, you know, the artist for dr peeler uh both of you said the same thing that you didn't want to blow away you know like wait (laughs) just blow away the whole every the whole um show in like uh you know three weeks because it's easy to do i did the same thing the same thing through uh uh, season one and three i blew through it and then i slowed down i'm like i don't want it to end i don't want it to end and uh, i would i do recommend this if you don't know what we're talking about here the expanse on prime it's free if you're a prime member it's very um, it, the dr- dramatic, like Battlestar Galactica's reboot was in the 2000s, it, which was phenomenal. It's one, that is my favorite series, because I'm an old Battlestar Galactica fan. Um, this is very much like it, too, because it's more human. Uh, I, I prefer the Cylons over humans, but this is more of a human drama in space with three different factions. Very anime setting, though the battles are few and far between. But when the violence happens, right, Sean? It's like Sopranos violence. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. It really had yeah, some great. Oh man, the costumes are awesome. I think the characters are awesome. Some beautiful women in there too.
1: Well, I, I you know, beyond what you just said, I think that you know, the bu- the budget that they have for the show to you know the 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 artistry of the show, like the the cinematography, the the um, the uh, the, the, uh, the the computer like wizardry. Um, all that's like top notch, like, like just complete wow factor for, for a, you know, and I think this originally started as a, correct me if I'm wrong. And I I may be totally wrong. I think the first season might've been a sci-fi channel or something like that. And then it was going to be dropped or something. And then I think prime picked it up. I don't, I don't think it originally started as a prime, um, uh, a show,
4: right, right. I'm pretty sure it, Battle Star started the same way too, because it got bigger than Sci Fi Channel. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. I,
1: but I mean, even the first season, I'm everything is top notch on that show, and it's really the production yeah. value is like this wow factor, and um,
4: you know, and what a yeah. cast, a cast of characters. I like a lot of these people I've never seen before, and I think they're great, except for Tom, yeah. Thomas Jane, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. The, you know, the only other show that comes to mind to me that I felt the same way about was uh, Justified with Tim- Timothy Wollifon.
4: I started watching that ye- an eon ago, yeah. That show
1: is another show that I was, you know, I, I blew through a couple seasons and was like, whoa, I better put the brakes on this because I was late to the game with that also. And, um, you know, of course, I liked his uh, uh, um, his show on uh, HBO. The other, West, the other sort of Western thing show that he did. Um, and, uh, but, um, you know, Justified was an amazing show, and, um, you know, I, I really appreciate that as
4: well. Well, absolutely. Uh, we're going to get into um, a little metal here right now because we got a lot of music to play tonight. Um, I sort of introduced Sean to Black Spirit Crown. This is uh, another Cleveland, Ohio, kind of doom metal. And we keep finding them there. What did you think of this one?
1: Uh, I don't know if I would call them doom metal. They're, uh, you know, they're just a straight up heavy metal band, and um, I, uh, I, 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 I think they're re- they're really great. Um, you know, it's it's nice to find new music like this, and uh, to be, you know, sort of wild. I, I'm especially wowed by a lot of a lot of the bands that um, you know that we're going to play tonight. I uh, I'm wowed by the music, especially sure. um, and production value, and um, you know I, I I think for me personally um, I I uh, the only the only area, and I'm not saying this about any of the bands that we're listening to tonight, but the only area I ever struggle with is is uh vocals Vocals. but i really 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 appreciate all the music and uh yeah
4: well just i want to tell you where i got the doom metal from was actually their band camp page um and i and i quote they're occupying a smoky space between doom stoner and heavy metal um and and that that was just a quote from their page but that's black spirit crown um again cleveland ohio The vocalist, Dan Simone, is my contact, and he'll be on in the near future, in the new year, I believe. He also has another band that we're going to have to catch up with him, and he's got a lot going on. But Bandcamp, you can get their albums Gravity, Red Sky, and this is off of, I want to say Totates, or Totates, um, and it is the title track from 2020, Totates. Now, Totates apparently is a Celtic deity, if I'm saying that right. Tao, probably Tao-tates, but... How would you pronounce that one?
1: I don't know. It was a tricky one. Uh, it's like two tates, toe tates. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Tots. But it's a great. It's a great track. And um, you know, if I wasn't clear before, I sort of lean a little bit more towards like instrumental music these mm, days.
4: Yeah, with metal. Um, yeah.
1: You know, and I think it's. You know, because a lot. Yeah. That's that's all I'll say.
4: no I totally get it man Um, these guys like have the best of everything so I I kind of agree with the Doom, Stoner and Heavy Metal all together Um, but yeah this particular track I'd say is pretty heavy metal Um, if you listen to their other stuff especially off Gravity the one I I listen to there's a lot of Stoner stuff and Doom stuff going on there but all right, well enjoy Black Spirit Crown we'll have Dan Simone on in the new year with this band and possibly another band Um, this is Tote Hates and uh, let us know what you think
2: from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling dwelling in the dark. 11 stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow.
1: I'm Heather Taddy, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. What's the deal with this movie? What's that? I I haven't seen it. I don't think.
4: Oh well, well yeah, we we're just discussing. Oh yeah, all the strangest conversations happen off the air. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, I was just telling uh, Sean I, I watched a film called uh, The Dark, but it's from 2018, directed by Justin P. Uh, lang justin p lang and it is about it's a one-shot deal here it's not a series or anything it's just called the dark and an undead teenage girl haunts the woods of the devil's den woods where she had been killed decades earlier she finds a blind boy in the back of one of her victim's cars and lets him live slowly her humanity returns okay um yeah i enjoyed this uh uh, this is like not even a big girl like a teenager she almost looks like she's like 12 but very good actress uh playing mina um uh, yeah mina um and she haunts the woods where she was killed she was left for dead and buried alive so she came back undead and that comes with all kinds of feral fun things she likes to do like eat people (laughs) (laughs) but the, the real thing start the real film starts when she runs into a blind boy who had been abused and she takes him under her wing they're the same age and decides to help him which kind of returns her humanity back to her the dark on prime i really enjoyed it it's like i said a one shot there's no reason to ever have a sequel for this one but that's that what have you got anything on that or anything else
1: well, I haven't seen that, but it sounds interesting, and I'll probably at least check out a trailer or something for it later check tonight. It out. Um, yeah, definitely. I, uh, you know, as far as movies, you know, earlier we talked about uh, the Matrix, but you know, I also the other night, you know, I, we talked earlier about n- me not liking a whole lot of, or at least not being in the season for Christmas music, but <laughs> I did watch a uh, Christmas movie.
4: Oh, okay, um, I was going to ask you. That's funny. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, um, we, uh, well, I watched this Christmas movie on, um, uh, uh, Netflix. It's called, I think it's called the Christmas Chronicles and okay. it stars, um, well, it stars a couple of young actors as the children, but it also stars, uh, Kurt Russell as the, uh, as Santa Claus. Oh. And, um, there's a, there's a part two and the first movie was, uh, kind of interesting. Um. And uh, Santa Claus was like uh, Kurt Russell's version of Santa Claus. I'm sorry about the dog in the background. <laughs> Scraping the floor, making a bed.
4: I thought you're pumping a tire, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, no. she. I don't know what it is with her. She's yeah, ever since you know the first day she came home, she's had this instinct to kind of scrape at the floor like she's clearing like the wood floor, like the floor of the woods to like clear it clean where she can circle and lay down and uh it's really strange so that's your that is
4: your dog scraping your wood floor yeah is she nesting
1: yeah more or less yeah she's getting ready to lay down to take a nap oh
4: man that's hilarious (laughs) that's a long process that's a long process okay uh
1: yeah it it sometimes you know she has a lot of stop start stop start and uh eventually you know she'll lay down You, you know when i'm at work like if I ever work from home yes yeah. and, and she's doing that I always have to mute and be like Tori you know
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: these I tell you these dogs are very much like my children man so
4: <laughs> yeah I can hear I can hear you dealing with it. <laughs> well listen I want to get back to get to this this next group here because this is um interesting uh, our buddy Ben White came at us um, from well Godzillionaire and he has this new band they watch us from the moon. And he hit us up uh, about a month ago about this, and now we're uh, actually allowed to play stuff. And um, I don't know. You got to listen to it, right? I
1: did. I did. I got to listen to this track. And um, Do you agree I'm with... interested to learn to listen to more tracks because yeah. um, I, I thought that it was it was very, you know, very well it's 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 metal but it's very sludgy and it's very mm-hmm. you know i appreciate it i very much appreciated like the samples and the um the chanting vocals and and there's uh there i think the lead vocals are done by a female lead yep. and mm-hmm. um um you know i i just thought it was a great band like i i you know when i first started listening to it and and the uh I was very, it it very much reminded me for some reason, I don't know why, but it very much reminded me a little bit of like, uh, something that you would have heard, like on like a ministry record, like, uh, like Mm. I'm thinking of like corrosion or something like that. Um, do you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. Well, I, I I was going to tell you, I, I heard the Devin Townsend project too a few times in this which uh I'm I'm a fan. I've collected a lot and, of his stuff.
1: And I actually agree with that.
4: Yeah, it's I a, like the orchestration.
1: The Devin Townsend project as well. It's yeah.
4: it's never boring. <laughs> uh well, <laughs> just to give you guys a visual here, um let's see, Ben, this is how they put it. This is a sci-fi themed doom project. Um Complete with stage costumes. Yes, there's a picture on our Facebook page right now. And kettle whistle radio, complete with stage costumes, a com and a comic book. The bass player is uh, very um, entrenched in the horror convention scene, so we're gonna have him on at some point. And uh, the, well, this this song is "Return to Earth," and like I said, very. It's this is available on on Bandcamp, by the way. But it's very down. Uh, David, wow. Devon Townsend project to me, very like that's that's what it reminds me of, but yet very original at the same time. The Anunnaki of ancient Sumerian texts described as those who from heaven
2: to earth came.
4: Folks, that was They Watch Us from the Moon. Ben White of Godzill- Godzillionaire's other band. I hope you liked it. The song was returned to Earth, available on Bandcamp. Now, speaking of returning from the moon, I saw a short film, and it's available on YouTube. Get you right into the Christmas spirit when you do not have it, um, or take you completely out of it when you do have it, is probably. Uh, it's called Tree Venge, and it's spelt like it sounds. Tree Venge. It's a short spoof uh, comedy horror by Jason Eisner. Came out in 2008. I don't know how I missed it, but I did. Um, I wasn't like surfing YouTube back then. But it's funny, schlocky, and it's a total gore fest. And it's only 16 minutes long and worth a gander. <laughs> I will put it up on our kettle whistle radio page um, on Facebook just so if you want to take a gander and not get blamed for putting it there. <laughs>
1: I'm definitely I definitely want to check it out. It's, it's it sounds like a fun time, so. <laughs> it is.
4: Um, it's you know what when when I laughed cuz I grew up with Looney Tunes when the trees talk to each other, the voices they use are absolutely hysterical. So I yeah, it's very much worth your sixteen minutes. <laughs> Definitely. Oh gosh. Oh I, you know what I still I still didn't finish uh, speaking of juvenile, I didn't finish watching the Bad Batch yet on um on Disney. I am I have two th- two episodes left of season two.
1: The Bad Batch? Yeah, what, on Disney Plus.
4: Oh you didn't watch that either?
1: I don't even have Disney Plus.
4: Uh it's good. It's I'm pretty... like
1: Ba Humbug on like Disney.
4: Well, Boba Fett starts on the 29th, so that's, you know, Ooh, and, really, are you one of the few that you don't like Mandalorian either?
1: No, I, lo- I like the Mandalorian. I, I just, love it. I, you know, I, I just, um I don't very much care for Disney.
4: You're, you're over it. You're over it. I, see, I can sense it. Okay. No, not
1: really. I mean, I definitely want to, I definitely <laughs> want to watch Boba Fett and I definitely want to watch um the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, series hell yeah that'll be coming out, but I don't know that I'll pay a subscription for Disney plus to see it. I'll probably either go to a friend's house, like your house to watch it or,
4: okay, sure.
1: uh, <laughs> or, I'll, or I'll, um, you know, when it, when it becomes available to like, I don't know, rent somehow, I'll probably watch it that way. <laughs> uh, okay. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, there's so many subscription channels now. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's like, how do you choose? Right. So so one one thing that like I was really excited for, and we didn't talk about yet, and I don't know where you're at on this. Go for it. I was super crazy excited to learn, you know, this goes back a few years, but Anne Rice sold the rights to her Vampire Chronicles series mm. and also the Mayfair Witch series. Yeah. Originally to Hulu, but Hulu ended up, after like a year of owning it, sort of dropping it. And then AMC Plus... Is it, you know is developing it, so there's going to be an interview with a vampire that comes out in 2022. Okay, and also the Mayfair
4: Witches, oh, but that'll excite a lot of folks.
1: But Anne Rice just died, I and know. she is like my literary hero. I was like, gonna say I've, yeah. I've read every single Anne Rice book. I've I've contacted her and spoken with her via email. And I have, you know, multiple signed things from her. And I'm just deeply saddened right now, mm-hmm. you know, that, that she's gone. And, um, I, you know, I'm very much looking forward to those, to those uh, shows that come out. I'm excited about them, but I'm also, you know, it's it's sort of a sad time for
4: me. Yeah, R.I.P. Right uh, Ann Rice. Yeah, I've read uh, not as many as you have, but most of the, the vampire ones. And I read the first witch book uh people close to me have read everything just like you have um and then some yeah it really blows that she's gone now um i oh hey have you have you read her snow white book (laughs) trick her snow white book (laughs) uh yeah you know she wrote erotic stuff too right
1: oh you're talking oh okay but i didn't know that it was snow white themed I, I never i you know i actually never read those there's she has well, like three books i don't know if it's necessarily
4: snow white but i know the seven Dwarfs were involved
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay and there you go this is getting a little weird now <laughs> uh, these are
4: hey i have the book in my basement and my uncle actually <laughs> lent it to me i don't that's probably weirder <laughs> That's actually weirder. All right, let's get into weird. something more. Let's get into something a little more normal right now. Um, <laughs> how about the film? Uh, we both saw this. Uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Wow. I mean,
1: you know, you're you're going back a few
4: years now, but, but don't, uh, no, no spoilers. I haven't I,
1: I haven't seen it since it first came out, and yeah. I I was it was a, it was generally a creep fest. Man, that movie was was it creeped me out. It was a really well-done, really good movie. And, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the director of that actually went on to do, uh, if you, I don't know yeah, if you know uh, the Andre,
4: Andre Overdell.
1: Well, he went on to do uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and um, okay. there's, a, there's a couple other films that he's done. Um, uh, but but anyway, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, I, I was... I was really creeped out by that film.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Brian Cox is in it.
4: Emile, and Emile Hirsch.
1: Own like a, they own like a what, what would you call it? Like a mortuary. Yeah. It's,
4: yeah, it's Emile Hirsch and Brian Cox, father and son coroners. They're coroners, and they try to yep. ascertain how a beautiful woman died, and then the supernatural terror takes place. It's on Prime still, I think, for free. I think.
1: I don't think so. I, is it I, gone I, now? I've, yeah. Well, you 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 had brought it up to me that you wanted to speak about it in, in this podcast, and um, yeah. I uh, I was going to rewatch it just to reacquaint myself with it because it's been a few years since I watched it, and um, uh, it was like I don't know I think it was like sixteen bucks to buy, and you maybe could rent it for like five bucks or something like that. I, I can't remember, but
4: yeah, I uh, yeah I saw it free. It might have been on Shudder briefly. That's how I saw it. I think maybe maybe briefly uh but yeah all right with that in mind i just want to say this too this is not really a spoiler but because there's so many little surprises the key to jane doe is this the body of a centuries-old witch or not and that's not a spoiler because so much happens (laughs) yeah that's not a spoiler right i don't think so no. no not at all man all right we'll get back to you let's uh let's hit up uh, the new stuff from uh, Machine Man Records. Uh, two words: Null Cell. Uh, the song is over the top. It's a Veracella remix, and they're available on Bandcamp as well. Uh, Machine Man Records, Null Cell. These guys. What do you think, Sean?
1: Well, if uh, if you're into in- industrial music and you're into like Cold Wave kind of music, yeah. this is gonna really this is really gonna you know suit suit your uh, um, your needs. For that time. kind of music I, I think it's great um uh the original song's really great the remix is really great and uh the machimian uh records guys you know they send us a lot of great music and um you know i i want to get them on the show here sometime soon to talk about the label and talk about the music and and uh you know g- uh, get uh get acquainted with those guys a bit better
4: 100%, 100%. Yeah, Chris Bollinger is the guy in charge. He's my connection. And they've just been sending better and better stuff all the time. I wanted to get a Goma thing on here, too. Uh, it's more of a techno song, but uh, we'll save it for next time. That, that's another one by that band, G-O-M-A, Goma. Uh, yeah, Machine Man Records, I think that we got to dedicate a show or two just to them. I think it could easily be a four-parter. <laughs> but uh, I don't know where he finds the time to sign all these bands.
1: Yeah, they got a ton of music.
4: Yeah, and all of it uh, available on Bandcamp, folks. So, yeah, you can actually pay the artist. All right, let's get into Null Cell Over the Top, the Varicella remix, and we'll get right back to you with some more information that you may or may not want. Them dogs quiet, Captain Sexy. All right, we got puppies in the background. That was Null Cell Over the Top, the Varicella remix, and you can get that at Bandcamp. Look up Machine Man Records while you're at it because they got a lot of cool stuff there. So I watched my favorite film only once, my seasonal favorite, only once because I heard that there is a director's cut of Krampus. Are you a Krampus fan?
1: I don't think I actually ever saw Krampus. You've got to be I'm a me. fan of Krampus, but I'm I've never seen the film.
4: Krampus. Oh man, it's that is the most Christmas of Christmas anti-Christmas films. I mean, you know, they always want to say Die Hard and Gremlins. This one is the one, and I love it. Michael Doherty, you know, you can't beat him trick or treat. He gave us Sam and uh various other I think he did some other various superhero films or something. I don't care about them. But um, Krampus, you've got to see it. And now there's a director's cut. Apparently you can only get it in Blu-ray or DVD. It's not streaming anywhere. But I'm dying. It's called the naughty cut or, yeah, the naughty director's cut or something. Um, yeah, you've got to see. I mean, it's, it's just so great. It's everything you want in a horror movie or a holiday movie <laughs> altogether. But I can't believe you never saw it.
1: No, I, I really I really should see it. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm almost I mystified at myself why I haven't seen it. Oh, you man,
4: know? watch it tonight. It's available, like, everywhere. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it, and then you're going to wonder why you didn't. Uh, it, it takes two watches because you, you can miss a lot. There's a lot of little details. It's one of those, like, you know, every time you watch Nightmare Before Christmas, you always notice something different, you know? This movie's like you know,
1: that. <laughs> I have to make an honest admission here since you brought that up. Uh-oh. I have never, oh, no. ever seen 100% of a nightmare before
4: Christmas. Oof. I don't think D-Nice would be uh, talking to you anymore. <laughs> That's rough, man. That's rough. <laughs> That's hard to get around. I can't even comment on that one. I, there's a good chance I'm going to be watching it tonight. <laughs> no. Hey,
1: I have to ask you a question, though, because I can't let this slide by when oh, we came no. back in. Are there too many puppies with guns in their hands though?
4: <laughs> are you, you, you're going, are you going all less claypool right now oh yeah oh yeah i got to hear that one live too yeah they the were krampus, amazing the uh primus experience but yeah you need the krampus experience in your life it's uh it's so dark but yet entertaining the cast is amazing adam scott colette crazy face from hereditary um what's her name she's she's great uh but it's chock oh, full of yeah,
1: yeah that's another movie that i've never seen you know nicole <laughs> we were talking about nicole earlier off air who hasn't been on our airwaves for a while but um uh hereditary is another film i haven't seen that she told me that like really like frightens her and creeps her out so i definitely need to see that film too but i know
4: yeah
1: you're talking about um Colette, uh, oh, I know, I know the actress. You're talking I
4: know. About, I always forget her. Full can't
1: name. think of her name though.
4: Yeah, well, she was like a producer on *Hereditary* also. Um, I don't think she directed it. I could be very wrong, but I, I did enjoy that movie. But it's hard to say you would enjoy that movie for the same reasons that our friend Nicole can't. Uh, it just, it's yeah, it's rough. It's, it's uh, but yeah, right now you need to see *Krampus*. You got to watch that. I'd say before or even Christmas Day, you should watch that. Uh, Let's see, uh, anything to add to that? Any other Christmas movies you you watch that are not necessarily a Christmas movie? Um,
1: hmm. No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I I, I enjoy the non-standard sort of Christmas movies like uh, your Diehards and Lethal Weapons and stuff like that. That's but what
4: I mean, yeah.
1: Straight up Christmas movies. Um, my wife's favorite movie is A Christmas Story, which we talked about yeah, a little yeah. And, um... I despise that movie, but it plays
4: all
1: day Christmas Day at
4: our house. And um, uh, yeah, I saw I saw that movie opening night in the theater when it came out. Really? Uh huh. And it was it was just one of those like one of the last great times you ever had in a theater where everybody was just laughing. That also vacation, the vacation movies as well. Of course, Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, I saw that opening night movie other than that one of my favorite times in a movie theater and i may have talked about this was fright night the original when it came out uh it was an experience at a small theater down the road and um it was a the theater was filled with people from my high school and burnouts and myself and and uh they were passing the weed around and everybody was high and it was the first time you saw fright night and we just had that theater experience and that that's one of my favorite times in a movie theater but yes i saw a christmas story in the theater
1: <laughs> you know, since you brought up Fright Night, I have to ask, and I think we've talked about this in the past, but um you know, I I really love the original movie, but um I have a I have a I have a a um a liking for the, the remake as well. What about you?
4: I do own it. Um I like Colin Farrell. I mean it's uh and I love the kid. Oh, he's he's gone now. He played Chekhov in the Star Trek movies. Um yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And, of course, David Tennant is in it, one of our favorites. Well, one of my favorites, because I like Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could have done without it at the same time, but I enjoyed it. I, I, but Fright Night is a classic to me. Um, why, are you saying you're a fan or no? I'm a fan of
1: both, yeah. Okay,
4: for different reasons. What right?
1: about What about night
4: too yeah i know uh with the, the original cast and charlie brewster uh, yeah the sequel to the original is what you're talking about right yeah. yeah yeah i was never really a fan i had to force myself to watch it a couple of times because I, I didn't need a sequel I just love that 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 one with Evil Ed, you know? It's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Ed is another whole story. But hey, uh we're going to play a friends band right now. He's having a rough time right now, but this goes uh out to uh but this goes out to Brandon Mike Sparrow and his band False Positive. We're playing the well, he gave me it's just a sampler really. Uh Drink of the Insane is the one we did not play. We played Demon Dogs on the last episode with Lucy, with Lucy Leitner. Uh, but yeah, Drink of the Insane right now. False Positive, available on Bandcamp. Or you can just hit up uh, Brandon Mike Sparrow. He's on Facebook as well. All right, thanks for listening.
3: I'm Cody, and I play in a band called Godzillionaire, and guess what? Um, in our upcoming live shows, if that should ever happen or not happen, it will be with the help of musicians from a band from Lawrence, Kansas, called the Blood Daubers. and you should look them up, or I'll fly a plane into an embassy
2: building.
4: It would be nice if you said Kettle Whistle Radio somewhere, too.
3: You know what? You know, what? You
4: know the reason why you're listening? Kettle Whistle Radio, and they fucking rule. Fuck you, and let's... Uh, whatever. Oh, we yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate That's that, really Cody. Thank for you. Somebody else who doesn't threaten the uh, embassy <laughs> building. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. After Did just... I say that? When is know. when is there better been a better time to threaten an embassy building? I, I feel like you know <laughs> like, now. Well, Tear down your local statue bro. Like. You might actually fly under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, oh, you might. <laughs> God, all it just the Did I say
3: that? You get to. <laughs>
1: what about the folks, friends, and fiends? Are they back? Uh,
4: hard to say. Uh, we hope they come <laughs> back. I can tell you that the numbers, folks, you're not alone uh people are listening there are some there's been some spikes some weeks where we're up to 3,500 listeners a day uh downloads and listens and i want to thank iHeartRadio radio for that i guess but we were kind of doing those numbers before um this week it was down to like 2,500 hey people are shopping <laughs> but you got to get to and from and you could listen to us in your car lord knows i don't <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah. all right so um yeah i did get some stuff in the mail here did not get permission to play yet but um kind of like her sound this is very pop punk um rock and roll corin campbell or corin campbell um she's got she's got me two things here gilded is her that's an older album um yes gilded 10 songs in that one and she sent me the EP that came out in 2018 and that's Our Time Now. Exit Strategy is a song I really like off of this but um, yeah this is the EP At First Light Corin Campbell. Get back to me girl because we'd like to have you on and play your stuff and uh, let's see Sean you, uh, you ready for Christmas?
1: No sir what about you?
4: You know, I actually am. Uh, however, nothing is wrapped. Nothing is wrapped. I it's
1: health too. That's uh, actually when we're done with this episode. When we're done with this, I'm I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna wrap gifts uh, for my wife for my family. And um, I think my my wife's actually already taken care of. Our our dogs love to unwrap gifts. Um, uh, <laughs> they like when we put like the. Uh, Not wrapping paper, but like the, um, uh, what am I thinking of? The other kind of paper that you would put into like a gift bag. You know Uh what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. They they love to unwrap that kind of paper. And, um, they like when you make little paper balls and throw them Christmas morning. And (laughs) I'll tell you, dogs just love Christmas morning just as much as little kids love Christmas morning. And, um, uh. So we, we we always have a fun time Christmas morning here at our
4: house. You don't have to convince me. Uh, our dog prior to this used to open up presents. Jet right now, just to prove. Last night was uh, cookie baking night. We cooked tons of cookies to give to our neighbors and blah, blah, blah. Well, we, Jet did not have our attention. So she went into one of our back rooms where Denise hid stuff, found the one present that's for her. Okay. <laughs> now... She must have smelled. I'd say she smelled. Smelled the uh, pet shop, you know, but she found the one she could open and did it. And we were making cookies, and we hear squeaking in the living room, like she's really going to town on something. And I, I look, and oh, the brand new uh, Kong that we got her, and she found it, and she unwrapped it. It's it, she could have unwrapped because Denise, has, yeah, she has everything wrapped already, but me, uh, no, I. Uh, I do not. And she went for the wrap present that was hers. So there you go. But that's her. Yeah, dogs do love Christmas when you get that paper flying around the room. I I do know that for a fact.
1: Hey, uh, by the way, I have a gift here for you that I have to wrap. But I heard earlier that you don't have a gift for me.
4: So yeah that that's a first though because i yeah right so i guess hold on to it
1: <laughs> i don't know when
4: uh we'll see you again uh, we'll figure something out by then though i'm sure but yeah, yeah
1: i i definitely plan to hopefully see you here real soon and um um yeah i'm i'm excited to get together again and uh yeah. and uh have fun
4: yeah, man. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we're just we're home for Christmas. Uh, you know, you can count on that, and uh, just uh, yeah. What about,
1: our, what about our good friend Heather? What's she up to for Christmas?
4: She, I don't know for Christmas. She, I think she's back in town though. Uh, I had to take her to the airport again for another mission. I think she was going to Kansas. Holy crap! That'd be funny. if She ran into that whole Danny Carey thing. <laughs> she's the reason. <laughs> But yeah, I dropped her off somewhere. <laughs> so she's going somewhere in the Midwest, another um, shoot. I don't know what kind of shoot. Uh, she can't tell me everything, or I'm not allowed to yeah, say. But she
1: was just at a convention, wasn't she? And she has yeah. all kinds of pictures. Of yeah, spent time with like all the different paranormal groups and. Yep. Um, yep. You know, the investigators are on TV and stuff, and uh, you know. Um, I, I saw all the pictures on Instagram, and um, yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, cool deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's very vague when we're in the moment. So, uh, yeah, we'll hear more from her and her travels. She's going to come back on with us in January as well. We'll get some paranormal talk going because she's really getting back real deep back into it, I guess. All right, so we have a really cool track coming up here as a surprise. Really, um, my friend, actually, uh, Margarita Monet, lead singer of Edge of Paradise, who will be coming back on. Um, she she wants to come on in January. We'll figure that one out. But Edge of Paradise. Sure, go wait ahead. Wait a sec.
1: I got to stop you there. You got to make sure I'm on that episode the next time.
4: Cause... Oh no problem, man. You were invited the first time.
1: Yeah, I know, and I, I you know, for our <laughs> listeners, I, you know. I feel really terrible about the fact that there's been a few episodes lately that I haven't been on. We just haven't been able to sort of um, coordinate where I'd be available. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to mating uh, not only her, but also – lucy
4: as well yeah oh great people man yeah great gift idea if you last minute by the time you hear this or maybe somebody that you know you're going to not see them at the holidays you want to give them something uh outrage level 10 by lucy leitner um she comes from the splatterpunk universe but now she is a transgressional fictional writer and uh check out her stuff it's a lot of fun a lot of fun fast reading too And if you want a slum, you could always look up my stuff, (laughs) fairlydarkproductions.com. You could get Dwelling in the Dark there, a bunch of short stories, horror stories, and The Fall of Tomorrow, the one that started it all. And uh, you can always help a guy out and help us keep this thing going. And uh, Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist, is also available at burningballpublishing.com slash comics. And I'm at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Sean, you are on Facebook.
1: Also, I'm also on
4: instagram but I, I don't
1: really, I don't really post on Instagram I'm more of a creep on
4: instagram but <laughs> oh, good. that's good I'm glad I hired a creep that's important <laughs> to me. very important to yeah me. somebody has um, to do the research
1: <laughs> yeah I, de- I definitely have an instagram so you know and you know you brought up the fact of all these things that you're doing maybe I should do something in 2022 yeah you should that we can promote like yes, maybe you, you and i should collaborate on something
4: uh sure thing uh yes i'm always open to new things i have currently five projects going none of which is close to well one is close to being finished but anyway that's another whole story but yeah it's always good to have some uh irons in the fire i will i will say that since you have this medium here and uh maybe you should give bass lessons
1: yeah <laughs> They probably wouldn't be very good bass lessons, but um, yeah.
4: <laughs> anyway, all right, coming up right now, uh, Margarita Monet just literally sent me this while we're doing the show, because I, I want to get the okay that we could play it. Uh, Edge of Paradise covers uh, Love, Rain, or Me by The Who. And uh, if you ask me, I like this better than the original. A lot of people would not agree with me, I guess, because they always love the original. I'm not a Who fan. But this song could make me a a serious Who fan. Them doing it. (laughs) Well, I'm a Who fan. Then you should be talking, man.
1: But but I also appreciate this version, which we listened to a little bit earlier. So, um, you know, kudos to them for a kick-ass song.
4: Yeah, it's a nice way to go out with the uh, last show of the year here, and we'll see you all in the new year. Um, Keep the music coming. Uh, Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, you know, at Fairly Dark, I, I will post things there. If you want easy access to episodes and such, and some of the other people that I follow, occasionally I post other things. Uh, what else you got going on, Sean? Before we say goodnight.
1: Hmm. Well, I would say that uh, you know, and I, uh, I, I reach out to a lot of artists on Facebook, and uh, I will also reach out on Instagram. But reach out to us as well. Yeah. And uh, we'll, de- we'll, we'll get you on the show. We'll promote your music, promote whatever uh, artistic uh, thing that you're doing. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we like to meet new people. So
4: Yeah. And if we missed you along the way, meaning you hit us up and just we get inundated with stuff. And I'm talking, you know, movie, uh, we get movies as well as, you know, we, there's no time to read, watch, and listen to everything we get. So just hit us up again, you know, seriously, it's not a problem. Um, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, or you can go to uh, the Kettle uh, Whistle Radio at Gmail if you have music to send. All right, and uh, after that, I don't know, we'll see you in the 2022. Let's hope it's a better one.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to 2022. Uh-huh. Hopefully it's a it's a much better year. Oh, um, almighty,
4: yeah. All right, but we got lots of plans coming. January is going to be a busy month for us, so we're not going to be gone for very long. All right. Thanks for listening, and good night. Good night.
3: Cat.